if everyone wants to create their own version of movies, Montreal is the best too. The screams of the innocent echo in my ears, driving me forward. More angry. More darkness. I'm not dead. More rage. Furious. Violent. I just want to walk the opposite direction. Unreal 4 change our lives. There is also a lot of fights in the comment section. Oh really? Die-hard fans of Batman arguing about. Exactly. Favorite Batman in the history of Batman. A lot of people may disagree, but. You're listening to The VFX Process, where we talk to the industry's most talented artists. We take a deep dive into a personal project of theirs and take a look at the work that went into them, as well as show an insight into the mind, workflow and career of each artist. The VFX Process, getting intimate with your industry. Brought to you by Big Two Studios. In today's episode, Jamie chats with Ali Reza Barahi about his viral Batman cinematics, brought to life using the power of Unreal Engine. Ali, also known as Miran, is an Unreal Engine artist based in Aram. He reflects on his journey since creating his first Batman cinematic just one year ago. Little did he know, the response would be monumental. Now after a series of cinematics, Miran is gearing up to make Batman Gotham Renegade, a 15-minute Batman short unleashing the full potential of Unreal Engine. Explore Miran's unique take on Batman and uncover what makes his rendition of The Dark Knight stand out in the vast cinematic universe of Batman. And finally, brace yourself for the ultimate question. Who is the best Batman? Meran tackles the controversy head-on, sharing his perspective on this age-old debate. So stick around for some Batman Unreal Engine action. Hey, Meran. Hey, Jamie. How are you doing, man? I'm very good, thanks. How are you? Great. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Our pleasure. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's go yeah i mean we can just get started on like where it all started for you can you just give us an introduction of your name your background my name is ali Rizab. uh it's simpler to say ali because it's very common name in muslim countries like people around here call me mehran i live in iran it's not a really easy country to live there is a lot of like sanctions a lot of unrest, a lot of social restrictions, and internet is not good. So that's the biggest uh, problem here. Uh, I start using 3D back in, I guess, 2001, in uh, actually original Unreal Editor that you can create levels. Uh, that's my first contact with the 3D world, and it's actually Unreal that I nice. came back to uh, few years later, a decade later, probably. After that, uh, I use mostly 3D Max for our quiz stuff, V-Ray, 3D Max, things like that. Then I got into commercial world, TV series and such, still using the same workflow with uh, 3D Max and V-Ray mostly. But then Unreal 4 came around and changed our lives, me and a lot of artists. Yeah, and I never came back from it. I just started using real-time renderers and 
love it so much. It gave, gave us a lot of freedom, a lot of opportunities. So yeah, I started creating cinematics and short animations in Unreal with a small team here with a few friends, freelancer friends. And here we are. What's a typical day in the life? I usually wake up early doing some YouTube checks and then I go to my office, which is like a few meters from my home because I'm that lazy. <laughs> yeah. I start sitting in front of PC and on the <laughs> engine until like 6, 7 p.m. And then I just go home and I still going to work at home with Unreal or tutorials and things like that. So I, I have no life. I, and it's just <laughs> my hobbies and my work is like the same thing. Yeah. It's like there is a lot of overlap. Yeah. We, we've spoke to a few guests in the past. They love what they do so much that it's their hobby and passion and work. Yeah, we are we are so lucky. Uh, well, it's not really good for our health or social life, but hey, we are making movies, so that's fun. Yes, absolutely. Out of interest, uh, Meran, is there any time where you kind of balance your work with something completely different from computers and movies? Oh, uh, if not, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. It happens when my friends or family force me to do. They just drag you away from the computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they try a lot. Uh, sometimes <laughs> they succeed. Sometimes there are other activities like few games here and there, restaurants and coffee shops and such. But other than that, I, I'm not interested in a lot of regular no. activities. Yeah, you've got shit to do, Miran. You've got yeah. a movie. You've, there's movies to be made and viral. Exactly. Batman, Batman yeah. features to be to be done. Yeah, even even if I don't have any work to do, I just uh, reminded that I have a Batman to finish. So that's that puts a lot of pressure on me. So uh, when I doing something else, I always feel that I'm wasting time and missing out so and do you, do you find that the uh, community uh, also messaging you going when's batman finished when when oh, will the yeah all, all the time i <laughs> i get messages in instagram in youtube and even in linkedin and they're asking for like uh, what about the batman when the next <laughs> clip goes out uh, yeah and there's also uh, a lot of fights in the comment section in my YouTube shows. Oh, really? What? What? Yeah. Are, are these ba Batman fanboys? Are these kind of exactly. diehard fans of Batman arguing about? Yeah, yeah. The main thing is that they are upset. That's why, like, in one of those shorts, there is a soldier that stand up against Batman and they fight for a few seconds. And it upset a lot of fanboys <laughs> because they, they think that no one can stand that long in front of Batman, so they got... Pissed off. <laughs> yeah. So there's fight, and a lot of people actually like the idea because mm -hmm. it's more realistic and we show a bit of fights, so that's why they have fights over sure. these things. And yeah. <laughs> so 
that is a hot topic. You can do whatever the hell you want because this is your oh, yeah. this is your death movie. So yeah, yeah, you know. But I'm but I'm afraid because doing something wrong in design or story or everything, I think I can get a lot of people upset. So oh, you yeah. should be careful. Oh yeah, especially the Batman the Batman oh, yeah. community. <laughs> you know? Exactly. I mean, we can get straight into the Batman episode. Mm-hmm. But where did it all start for you? Clearly a, bat- a fan of the Batman games or the movies or the IP. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it was my passion from my like teenage years or even before that. Uh, I, I saw those animated cinematic or, uh, and actually TV series back in, uh, yes, 90s. So we... we don't have access to it from a TV network or something. We watch it on uh, VHS. That was my first contact with uh, Batman. Uh, I really liked it. Uh, later on, uh, I think there is not much until Nolan Batman's. Actually, I think that's bringing a lot of new people to the Batman world. My interest rised up. I start creating something with the idea, with the idea of Batman back in uh, my early 3D years. I even start creating model in ZBrush, rigging it myself, but it never, it never get off. And I abandoned the idea until recently. Uh, I just want to create something really quick, real dirty. I never have any idea for a short movie or a series or something. So I created the first teaser with some stock motions, combining different things from iClone, Mixamo, things like that. And do it in like three, four days, I suppose. I never thought it would be so <laughs> popular. So <laughs> right now it's like 300K in YouTube. Amazing. Yeah, I do it all by myself. After that, I collaborate with a few of my friends and fellow Persian artists around the world to create something original from scratch. The the model that is really nice, really awesome. Yeah, really nice. Who made that? Was it one of your team, like your friends that helped? Yeah, one of my friends. Actually, he's based on UK. And he he works on Gears of War and other games. Nice. Can we get a shout out to your friend who created the Batman model? Can we get a name? Oh, yeah. (laughs) He's uh, Human Rod. He's working uh, in Splash Damage, I guess, uh, a game company. And he's so nice that he does it for, for free for me. Yeah, it, it took took him, I guess, around about a month or two, but the the details are amazing. Yeah, everyone loves that. Actually, I got a lot of messages that wants me to share the model, the board. <laughs> Maybe I, I do uh, after I create my shorts with it. What software did you make that in? Yeah, it's mainly ZBrush. Is it and uh, Substance Painter for the textures. Oh, okay. The rig also is done by another another friend. Uh, he used Maya for the rigging. 
uh, it's really advanced, really uh, advanced rig because he combined metahuman with uh, Maya one, so it's yeah. really complicated and it has it has a lot of controls and such. Yeah, I also talked to a stunt team, a local stunt team here for the actual fights, actual fighting scenes, and we have a mocap studio here in Iran, actually the biggest one in Middle East. So we're going to capture it here and we have the team and everything is ready. Uh, I just got busy with a lot of client works. So it's going slow for now, but I, I plan to create a 15 minutes at first short and hopefully convert it to a series, web series or something and see what happens. Hell yeah, that is ex yeah. really, really exciting. I'm yeah. sure many people are, yeah, waiting for the uh, development yeah. of this. Messaging you going, come on, Miran, when's the And you're like, oh, yeah, on, yeah. just give me a break. <laughs> uh, every day, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet. That's the power of social media. As soon as you put something into the world, um, especially yeah. something like Batman, you're going to get attention. And I never anticipated it. Because at yeah. first, when I uploaded it to YouTube, the first is there. It got like uh, 5,000 or something like that. But after a few months, YouTube suddenly decided that it's, it's, it's interesting and, and you should show it to a lot of people. So it, it really goes up and uh, everyone notices it. So yeah, that's interesting. Brilliant. Um, do you wake up in the morning and check the views uh, every morning to see? Oh, who? yeah, yeah. Check, <laughs> yeah. check views, check... Uh, comments and with in different platforms like uh, sure. I'm in LinkedIn, in Instagram, and mainly YouTube. So yeah, that's really interesting. Awesome, uh, I wish it can goes to a million or something. It but... will <laughs> definitely. And a message from Christopher Nolan would oh, be yeah. an icing uh, icing on the cake. Oh, or uh, actually Warner Bros. with their lawyers and. Oh, are you are you potentially waiting for an email to take it down as well as maybe for... I don't know the rules. Yeah, uh, I, I maybe... always wonder about that. What what happens with like fan films and and yeah. like copyright things? It's always something. Yeah, I think if if it's not commercial, but when it's on YouTube and you get ads and things like that, it's become commercial. At the end. Ah, right. But yeah, I I saw a lot of fan made movies in YouTube that yeah. just put a disclaimer and said that it's not commercial, they are not right. associated with Warner Bros and things like that and should be fine, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, hopefully. Well, if, if the video goes down, then we know why. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you animate in um, an external software as, you know, with the, with the, with the iClone, the data? Because obviously like clean up on interactions with with the with the fighting is is difficult to do with just putting two mocap clips together. You really need to kind of hone in and, and manipulate the animation. The beauty of uh, iClone is that it has a lot of tools for cleaning, for contacts, for fixing your stuff. And I wrote an article for them that maybe days of Maya and Gem Builder is past. And with this rate, yeah, I think iClone could potentially replace those because it has a lot of cool tools, automated tools. 
But I think for a lot of individuals, small teams that doesn't need uh, like complex deformations and non-human characters, Eichelon should be fine and it's going to get better. Shout out to Eichelon. Yeah, yeah. So when you started this, um, you say that you were kind of playing around and messing around with, with rigs and characters. Do you approach a short like this traditionally with storyboards and planning out the action? Can you talk a little bit about the planning process of, of this? Yeah, the interesting thing about me that animators actually hate is that I don't like to use the storyboards, even for my commercial projects, especially with Unreal, looking around in the scene and choosing camera angle based on the lighting and motion is a godsend yeah. for us. So that's why I usually tend to start with a rough animation and then decide what angles I should use, what's the lighting, even the scene is actually based on the chosen camera angles. So for the rough animations, we also um, use references, like we film ourselves doing the action and or using movies as a reference. So when we lock the cameras, we then start polishing the animation and lighting and things like that. But for the teaser, I just... Had fun inside Unreal Engine by the looks of it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just move along. I just open Icolon in another monitor and Unreal on other. So I just export, import, experiment. Ah. things, Change things and change cameras here. So it's a few trial and error and just doing some additional actions, uh, fighting scenes. I just choose the best fonts and edit them together. That's that's very simple. Uh, it, it doesn't look like, I guess, but it, it actually was very simple for me. Yeah. Because of editing and magic of editing. Because a lot of people ask, what's the type of fighting? Who was the choreographer? But it's just like me doing experiments with different moves. In the reference videos, did you play Batman by any chance? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> actually, no, because I have a taller friend that okay. uh, you, uh, <laughs> a more bulkier taller friend. So, gotcha. I, I use I use him. I find this when I'm inside Unreal Engine, and, and many people do as well. Yourself, another example. Yep. Once you're in the scene and you've got the power to kind of move the camera around and, and experience that real-time environment, uh, you really do feel like you're on set. And when you're on set exactly. in a location, you can explore things that you might not really realize in the planning stage. That when you get there, I'm like, oh, there's a reflection there of in the water, and, and then I can pan up and, you know, then yeah, this yeah. comes into frame. And, and it's real, like, playground for a cinematographer and a camera operator and a filmmaker... Uh, to yeah. have a lot of fun. And when you've got um, a sequence like this, which is nice and contained, you've got a fight sequence going on, you just want to yeah. kind of watch that fight sequence and cover it from yeah. angles that look really strong exactly. and effective to tell the story. Exactly. Uh, that's why I try to say to a lot of my friends, animator friends, why they don't enjoy it because... I usually change things a lot, so you have to adapt to that. Yeah. But yeah, it's like 
live action directing. Uh, you're going to a set and choose things based on what the actors like rehearsed or what yeah. the lighting going to look like. So yeah, that's a bit difficult for the team, but uh, that's why that's what I prefer to do, and nice. it gave me a lot of freedom uh, because I have experience with actually uh, doing some live action teasers and commercials. So it's very easier for me to to just choose the angles based on the, the scene itself. And also, it's not just for a story. A lot of times, the rig or animation just forced me to choose the right camera angle. So it's not always about the story. Yeah. No, I agree. And I think many people experience that. They try to hide yeah, you try to hide everything, and everybody's cheating every shot at some point. You know, maybe the feet yeah. go through the floor, and you, you know, yeah, to, exactly. to go through the process of making that perfect when you really could just not show the feet, or you could just quickly go past the exactly. feet and pan up to the. Yeah, the thing is that when you're going close or even medium, it's more like movies these days. So it's like a double good things for us we hide things and also it's like a lot of movies these days because they also want to hide the actor because he's not really good at fighting so they choose closer and more cuts so that's why it also looks more realistic this way, this way. so yeah that's double win for us i've got a question from somebody in the discord community of, of uh, connor's discord community so, Maren, how do you make your cinematics stand out from others? I go for a more pretty realist look, like a Bourne series, Bourne Ultimatum and such, if you saw that. Yeah. So, there is uh, actually no movies that choose that route. And also, I go for a more violent, more dark version. The thing that I... I recently watched in the earlier Batman, the the recent Batman. Oh, I, might, I love that. Yeah, I love that. But I, they go for a soft, skinny, like a very positive Batman, a positive character. I just want to go the opposite direction, like make him more angry, violent, and like furious. So uh, I just want to make something with more rage, more darkness in the story and also the look. That iconic picture for me is the one that is like all, all torn apart and bloody and just tired. That's the key art for me, the, the Batman who is beaten up and he's really angry. So, and also I go for a more bulkier, more mature, older Batman. So it's complete opposite to the Pattinson one. And hopefully it's going to work. So it's just a different take on the character. Everybody's got their own favorite Batman. And I imagine if anybody has the opportunity to create their own character for a short like yourself, mm -hmm. you're going to create your own version that you want for a, for a project. And it's clear that this is exactly. a, you know, a bit of this and a bit of that, but it's my own take on uh, yeah, what yeah. I want Batman to be. Exactly. If I have to choose, 
I would take the the look of the Ben Affleck Batman. It is worse. The, yeah, it's quite the size of him in that. Yeah, it's 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 close. Or there's no autography of the recent one and the story from Nolan one. So ah, I nice. can combine if I can combine the three. I, I can't because uh, I'm not as talented as those guys. But that would be my ideal version. To make yours stand out from others, what kind of techniques or tricks do you use inside of Unreal Engine? Whether it's you know the lighting or the the design or the mood. The thing that I noticed uh, about a lot of fan-made Batman movies is production design is not that great, understandably, because it's uh, when you're filming something, you need a lot of money. And the cameras is not good. The story is good sometimes, but uh, the other factor, the look, the feel, the production design, and lighting cinematography is not as good as movies. So when I approach it, uh, the main things for me is getting a film look, a cinematic look that stand out uh, above all fan-made uh, ones because we in Unreal we can do that for cheap and uh, you don't require any special gear or something. I actually plan to have a good story too. I'm not really good at it, but I'm trying to watch a lot of uh, TV series, uh, games, and collaborate with other writers to hopefully getting good that in that department too. But the main things that uh, I think we can be proud of and be stand out from rest is the look department and Unreal with its metahuman lightings and things like that can really help with us or any other cinematic project like if everyone wants to experience and create their own version of movies i think unreal is the best tool for that yeah i was i was going to say so you mentioned about other fan-made films you know the production value whether it's a live action version or an animated version what kind of advantages does a filmmaker get when creating such a short film inside of Unreal Engine, what's the advantages of that? Like, for example, MetaHuman Faces is like a dream for every 3D artist. Like, two, three years ago, if you want to get that quality, you have to spend millions and just a few companies can do that, Player Studio or Digic or something. But after MetaHuman came out, like everyone now can create realistic actors, realistic cinematics. It's one of those crucial moments in 3D history that open up, open up a lot of uh, opportunities for a lot of uh, 3D artists. Having a real-time renderer without needing a render expensive render form is also the key. Yeah, that's, that's really a great opportunity for everyone. Yeah, it it really gives the um yeah empowers the filmmaker that maybe you know I I really want to make a short film but I you know I've got to spend money and I've got to you know yeah there's a, so many factors to making such a film whereas this really you know you can sit down in a room on your own with friends exactly. and make make a short film that looks 
that good. You know, yeah. it's exciting times for filmmakers. Yeah, and I I, I watched recently uh, the Superman short actually. Oh. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking. We, we're going to get those on soon to talk about that project. Oh, yeah. They are a lot more famous. I think they got 2 million views or something. And uh, they are really talented. I actually talked to them. Uh, really cool guys. So, yeah, definitely, Amazing. definitely looking forward to that episode. Are we going to see a Batman vs Superman um, crossover sure. in the Unreal world? Yeah, <laughs> maybe, maybe one day. That would be cool. Because uh, that scene in Snyder 1 uh, is not actually that good, in my opinion. There is a lot to be desired, and I think there are a lot of potential. So maybe, yeah, uh, maybe someday you can create that. Or adding Ninja Turtles to the mix. Hell yes. Uh, I'd love to word. see that. Yeah. I'd love to see that. So a question from the community as well on the, on the Discord. We've we've mentioned that question just uh, what en what does Unreal Engine do well for filmmakers? It, you've yeah. just clearly answered that. Um, what kind of improvements would you hope for as a filmmaker in Unreal Engine? Yeah, the the main problem and frustration for a lot of us is that this software is not meant to be for uh, animation and cinematics. It's really a game engine. At the end, it has a lot of quirks and unuser-friendly things. It's not really stable for this kind of work. It takes a long time to get good results, like in comparison to offline renderers, Blender, Max, V-Ray, or everything. It's, it's really hard to get good results. It, it's, it's constantly fighting you for bringing the quality down because of performance reasons and because of a lot of game meetings that happens in background, a lot of optimizations and such. So it would be cool if things get more streamlined. Actually, understand, it's not really uh, a moneymaker for Epic Games. Until recently, I think they, they want to change the rules a bit. But up until recently, they just do it for free. So that's awesome. And we should all thanks them. So yeah, uh, I think we need more reliable software, more tools for customizing MetaHumans. Because now there is a lot of hacks. There is a lot of tricks. And we should move things to Maya to edit and combining things, a lot of patchworks to get things done. So it would be cool if we can get a more streamlined, streamlined workflow for these things. No, that's fine. I think everybody, every filmmaker in like, you know, using Unreal Engine, it's not, not necessarily the unknown, but everybody has their own workflows and, yeah. you know, issues and workarounds for 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 working on these yeah. short films because like you say it's yeah. a game engine at the end of the day so filmmakers you know yeah. i export animation from there and an alembic and an fbx into here and i do cloth sim here and i bring it into unreal engine yeah. everybody's it's really interesting knowing everybody's kind of way to do things yeah exactly and because a lot of big studios like ilm uh, have like tools to 
uh, R&D on this, having source engine, engine source and having a big team to create plugins and such, they can do whatever they want. But for us, like smaller teams, studios, uh, we need more tools. We need better streamlined workflows. Yeah. So that would be really nice. You've got the big companies can do what they want. They've got time and money to invest in kind of creating the perfect pipeline. But what I really love is, you know, these communities of Unreal Engine, you know, Discord channels and artists that are yeah. jumping into Unreal Engine and making their own short films. Um, it feels like everybody helps each other out and everybody no, exactly. asks questions like, oh, do you know, I'm having trouble getting animation here. Like, how do I get this plugin to do this? Or I need the yeah, yeah. cloth sim from here. I love everybody's input to kind of empower everybody else in the community to make these things come to life, you know? Yeah, exactly. Without forums, without Discord or YouTube tutorials, no one can do anything in Unreal, I guess. We need a lot of helps, a lot of scripts, uh, plugins and recommendations and things like that. So the community is great. Uh, it's like Blender that everyone helps each other and there's a lot of free tools, free resources. So yeah, that's, that's really nice. The main redeeming things about uh, this situation is the community. Yeah, definitely. When someone kind of releases like a fix for something or they've discovered oh, yeah. a new, like something that like they've developed a tool to help other people create something. There's nothing yeah, better no. than the community coming together to, to really help each other out. It's, it's great. Exactly, like for, for MetaHumans, Actually, there is not a lot of documentation or tutorials from Epic itself. So every hack, every tool is just from community. And yeah. uh, I don't know if Epic actually wants or know about these hacks or tricks. But <laughs> that... You know, there's, there's obviously people that come across short films like this made by an individual or a small team. They've got to oh, look yeah. at the quality of this and go like, holy shit, this is done by like three people or <laughs> one person. And, you know, like we're a big studio and this looks that good. It's, you know, oh. very inspiring to from from all levels of, of the industry sure. to okay. see filmmakers doing stuff like this for yeah, themselves yeah. and for the for their friends, you know, with their friends. It's uh, yeah. super inspiring. And you only go on and in, inspire other people. So, you know, when we saw this short... Everybody on like the Discord was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it would oh, be great." Yeah, everyone is kind of seen it or they're aware of it, so we just couldn't help but just contact you and would just love to talk about it because oh. it inspires other people to make more movies. You know. Oh, I'm glad. I'm honored. So yeah, uh, I really love to help others with these things and getting back to community and like helping. Uh, other to create their own versions of things. So, yeah, uh, that's why I actually been active in the cinematic Discord, the filmmaker cinematic Discord, and trying to help others and uh, give gave my like experiences and such. So, yeah, that's that's how we grow together. It only gets better. We've got another question from the community. Um, who's your favorite community manager in the Unreal Engine cinematics artist and filmmakers oh. community? Is it Connor <laughs> Buchanan? Yes. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> well, yeah, he's a really cool guy. That, uh, that question really... came directly from Connor, by the way. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's my favorite. So, yeah, really cool guy, really talented guy. So, yeah. Awesome, man. We we had him on the, the podcast um, a few yeah. episodes ago. He's a super nice guy. So talented. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, exactly. An inspiring story from Connor, you know, learning Unreal Engine in the year and 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 doing oh, the yeah. stuff that he's done. It's incredible. So we mentioned earlier about kind of like process and pipeline and, you know, using Maya or Blender. In your early tests and on the rig inside of Maya, we see the cape, and you may have been asked this question a lot. Is there a reason why the why Batman didn't have a cape in the final test? I, I imagine it's difficult to get a cape to do what you want it to do in a fight sequence. That's just my thought. Actually, the fight sequence is before that model and capes and things like that. But after that, uh, I, I, I try to add that to in Unreal, but, but Unreal Killer system is not really good. So there is a lot of clipping, there is a lot of noise. So I just got rid of it and postponed it to now that I talked to a friend for doing the thing in Marvelous Designer, yeah. like from scratch with good quality. There is still a lot of problem because he moves a lot. And I don't know how other do, the, do that in movies or games. That's really hard because it's always getting the way and actually not practical in real world and also in animation and in movies. So. Uh, it, it gave me a lot of trouble, but I'm going to add that eventually because a lot of people ask. Like, the, uh, I can imagine. I can yeah, imagine. like 30% of all comments are just asking about the cape. You don't want to annoy them too much. And, you know, you know yeah. the people that go, Batman needs a cape. Why the hell has he not got a cape? Yeah, exactly. It, it's a lot of trouble, but I, I just should do a fan service and add that. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> it is difficult. Like you say, even in like real, like in a in a live action scenario, anybody yeah. fighting with with you know such a large cape, exactly. it never feels practical and ever. Whether it's yeah. CG or live action, you know, you can imagine cheats happening in the yeah. movies. You know, it's 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 a very awkward thing to have on your back when you're fighting. And it's actually a weak point. Like everyone can pull it and just. Uh, yeah, why? Why are they not just down. pulling his cape and just like yeah. you know, ragging yeah. him around? It's uh... exactly. And there, there is also a, a cinematic cartoon in that one. Batman doesn't have any cape, so that as someone else actually think about it. So it's not something really crucial for every movie, but I, I think people just love that. So I, I should add that later. There's so many versions of Batman. Like I say, yeah, it's, it's fascinating, you know, to see everybody's approach and you know favorite elements of Batman from here, and and they they make their own favorite kind of yeah. version of them. My actual reference image or inspiration is the one Batman is that who is very bulky, very heavyweight, angry, and just uh, beaten up. I can't remember the name, the artist name. But uh, I can send you the, the image later. Yeah, it'd be great to see your inspirations. And like a lot of people ask why your Batman is so fat. <laughs> it's not really like practical to be 
is bulky, but I just just want to be a different Batman. Like you say, we said at the start, you can do whatever the hell you want. This is your version. Yeah. You've put the time in. You know, everybody's going to have opinions and say, oh, I wouldn't have done that. You can't please everybody. Exactly. A lot of people ask why it doesn't wear an armor. Because I, I don't <laughs> want to be so <laughs> realistic. I just want to be classic clothes. Why not? Why everything should make sense? Absolutely. Inside Unreal Engine, your kind of, you know, post-process volumes, what do you do with the grays? Do you, do you keep everything inside Unreal Engine? What are your yeah. kind of export settings, um, whether it's in Unreal Engine or do you do them in post? Can we talk a little bit about that process? Well, actually, it's a lot simpler than what people usually do these days. Uh, they just mess around with color spaces and doing, exporting in XR and color correct in DaVinci, but it's, it's really too complicated for me. I'm just a lazy old school artist. So I tend to do most of the, th most of the things in post-process value. It's different sliders for shadows, saturations. Yeah, but then I actually add another layer of color correction and uh, lens distortion and such in site Premiere with the help of Magic Bullet Suit. Uh, there is uh, some cool plugins from that pack, like film, looks, and things like that that can emulate a film negative or a lens distortion or things like that. So I add that layer to it. And yeah, that's that's all I do. It's really enough for me. I just don't want to mess around with color spaces and uh, doing heavy color corrections in DaVinci or something. Uh, every other things in Premiere, sorry, only I edit color correct and add sounds just in Premiere and export straight from that. Do you edit the sequence inside of Unreal Sequencer or do you just create shots and edit it in an external program? It gets complicated because yeah. I change lights between different shots and sure. move things around based on the camera. So it's really easier for me to just add uh, a new sequencer for every shot and just edit things in Premiere. Yeah, it's, it's very easier and just uh, less complicated for me. No, definitely. I mean, that's that's the way I... I guess on a, on, a, on a set as well, you know, everything's cheated. Not once shot is l lit yeah. for, the next, for the, you know, the next shot. Every shot is a, its own thing a lot of the time. Yeah. So you really want to kind of get creative with, you know, I'm going to focus on what's in the frame here. And then the yeah. next shot reverse, I can... Exactly. The thing is that uh, a lot of people, especially newcomers, are too worried about continuity and especially with lighting or scene geometry or even animation. But most people won't notice anything. If you like even change your Batman clothes between shots, <laughs> I, I guarantee most people won't notice. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I change the lighting between shots, change the placement uh, of actors and no one just noticed it. So 
it's exactly what would happen on set for a lot of the time. You know, it's everything's yeah. cheated, and that's why people meticulously sit through and find continuity errors and yeah. put videos on YouTube of, you know, did you see this scene where Batman had his cape <laughs> on this side of his shoulder, and then the next shot is over this. Show. So yeah, yeah, but these things takes time and yeah of takes, course uh, but it's not worth it at the end like it's no. like a 10 percent if it takes long and just slow you down just get rid of it absolutely 100 percent agree oh one more we've got one um in your dream studio around what would it look like uh, would you handle everything in-house or focus on specific areas i guess for the for the for the batman 15 minute movie what would the dream setup be yeah, for Batman and every other kind of uh, short cinematic videos, I think working with freelancers around the world is the ideal solution. Because these days, with these these tools of like collaborating, meeting, and things like that, it's it's very very easier just to work from uh, home or from other countries. So that's why I actually working now with a, a company in Poland. Uh, I directing uh, a short cinematic from there, from here for them with their team. So uh, that would be great if every like company can do that. Uh, it's, it's like way cheaper, way faster a lot of times. And uh, people have more passion to do things like this way. So yeah, that's, uh, if I can work with every artist I want and uh, without hiring them for like a uh, lot of money just to be there for one or two shorts. So yeah, the dream setup would be to work with freelancers, best freelancers around the world mm -hmm. and just give them opportunity to give me the ideas like for the Batman one didn't have a concept we just go along with the modeler and he, he just add his own ideas in it so that, that's a refreshing way of working with just like-minded people around the world Brilliant. so yeah a, a small team a small studio with a strong connection is and unreal as a hub and for the future, if AI mocaps can catch up and we could do it ourselves, it's not really that good still compared to mocap in studios and Wycons and things like that. But the ideal world is that um, we use uh, Move AI or something like that to capture the motions and just edit them with animators and put them in Unreal and create a short in one week yeah that's what we died on board awesome man you know you've you've spent your own time creating a short film um mm -hmm. do you find that you're getting kind of you know when, once you put it out there into the world do you find people contact you for like work so would uh other people say oh would you direct this for us or could yeah, you yeah. create this for us? have you had much work from the back of creating this series yeah, just this small yeah. Batman piece actually most of my international works uh, came from that Batman short from the original one the 
shorter mm-hmm. version. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's a lot of paid jobs, a lot of free ones. So that's that's I encourage everyone to do something like that because it's open a whole new world for you. Well, that that leads me on to um to to wrap up on uh, is advice. So, you know. What, what advice would you give for anybody looking to create their own mm-hmm. short film inside of Unreal Engine? Uh, a lot of people just wait for a good story, wait for like a really nice uh, team or a lot of money. But you, you should just, like uh, I woke up one day and I just decided to create a Batman short. And like two, three days later, I have something that's got a lot of views and and, and uh, it encouraged me to create a whole new universe or series or something. So you, you have to just do it and uh, just don't waste time to learn everything yourself. You can always use your friends for things like modeling, animation, or even in Unreal. So definitely try to connect with people and get help for that. It is going to be a lot better. And the other thing that is my actually secret sauce in this regard is just doing it based on your strength. If you're good at one specific thing, try to wrap your whole idea around that. That's what I usually do. Everyone thinks that, oh, it create this thing and he's a really great director, he's a jack of all trades, but the thing is that I'm only good at what I show. So I try to dodge a lot of things along the way, things I'm not good at or cost a lot of money. So you should do that too. That do not start with a story, just always uh, have in mind the things that cost money or impossible or hard to do. So. Just uh, try to cut that from your idea or a script and just go with things can, the things that are doable. So that's the trick. You should always play by your strength. That's a great piece of advice. Because I guess it puts a lot of people off sometimes if they think, I can't do everything. Uh, you know, I need to know everything, but it's not necessarily the case. You just, yeah, play to your strengths and, yeah, like you said, yeah. just do it. Do it or... If you can't find find someone who can do it, then collaborate. And if it's really hard, then just dodge it and just find a way around it. Nice one. Thanks, Meran. I've got, I think, two more questions. One from the community and then one from myself. Any franchises you think should be rebooted? Maybe an Unreal Engine? Guess what oh. kind of franchises would you like to see rebooted? I think... A lot of it's actually rebooted, like Star Wars, Batman, Superman, yeah. Ninja Turtles, Ninja, Ninja Turtles. Hell yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, it would be cool if we see more animes, more uh, old cartoons in Unreal. So uh, a bit more stylized one because that's really really hard to do. So uh, if you could find someone who can actually do more stylized things, more uh, action anime, sci-fi things in Unreal, that would be cool. Like, I don't know, Akira or Ghost in Shell or something. I, I, I saw a lot of people just create the scenes 
in Unreal would look like ripply animated ones. But it would be cool if there are more characters and more shorts who which in, inspired by by those animes. Like I love to see it's like a Blade Runner one. Hell yes. Yeah, that's that would be cool because Unreal is just perfect for it. I'm waiting for a Blade Runner, probably. <laughs> nice one. Yeah, I'm sure a lot of people are as well. That's uh but yeah, big favorite of ours as well. Um, thanks, uh, Miran. I've got one final question. It's a bit fun. Favorite Batman in the history of Batman and your least favorite adaptation of Batman? A lot of people may disagree, but as an actor, I think Ben Affleck is the perfect one in terms of looks, even character, voice, and everything. The later one, Pattinson, is my least favorite. Is it? Uh, yeah, I... I think he's uh, too, I don't know, quiet, too weak. He's too depressed. I don't know, it it, it doesn't do much. Uh, and he's not charismatic enough as a Batman. And uh, they try to make it look like more, more Spider-Man-y, just uh, more people, man, more helpful man. I want it to be more ragey, more dark, like the Ben Affleck one. The story was not great, but I liked what they do with the character. And he's actually doing some mistakes. He kills people. So that that was an interesting idea that I wish have a better story or something. Because like I said at the start, there's so many different versions and everybody's got their own perfect version of Batman. So... Yeah, yeah, thanks, Miran. Yeah, thanks. yeah. Great. Um, yeah, is there anything to finish on that you wanted to mention about your process or anything that we may have missed before we wrap up? Um, no, I think uh, I think we covered everything. Uh, I'm really grateful to be here. Thank you, and thanks, community. Uh, thanks for the great questions. But the only thing is that uh, I wish we can create something together in community, like having a collaborative project with all the talents we have, like not usually, not necessarily a short movie. It can be like a tutorial. It can be a, like, uh, I don't try course. There's something that we can use that potential in the community, create something useful for others. So, uh, that would be cool. If anyone have any idea about that. Yeah, and I'm also available for every questions in Discord, so uh, I'd be glad to help. That's great. Um, like we said earlier, the community is so helpful and friendly and welcoming to every yeah. artist that's you know involved in any kind of filmmaking, Unreal, or any process in the 3D world, so a great place exactly. to be. Thanks, Miran. Yeah. Honestly, it's been an absolute pleasure to hang out with you. And Me too dive into your process with the batman so thanks yeah great thank you this was an honor and uh, really fun so thank you pleasure take care Miran. have a great day you too bye buddy See ya. thanks for listening remember to check out our other episodes available or check out the podcast in video form on our youtube please drop us a rating and review see you next time the vfx process Getting intimate with your industry. Brought to you by 
Big Two Studios. Thank you.